to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. I'm Zach, and I'm Zar. All right, boys, welcome to day two of recording in the new studio. How are we feeling? I'm looking at your face. Yeah, it's pretty atrocious. And how does that feel? <laughs> good, good. What, good. Really good. I like you. I I don't think I'm as ugly as I make myself out. See, JP, you're cute. You're cute. We all knew it. I <laughs> I remember I was in the car with my friend one time, and I was like, I'm ugly, and he was like, You're not ugly, and I'm like, Look, I don't think I'm ugly. <laughs> I just think I'm ugly. And he was like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And he was like, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Okay, okay, that checks out. That checks out. <laughs> I think JP just sets the bar low, so he like, gets those compliments. It, you know? it, uh, it works really well, yeah, just fishing. <laughs> no, honey, I like your curly hair. Oh, Beautiful honey. brown eyes. Alright, well, I feel like it's always uh, the thing we need to start off by doing, by asking each other, what the hell are we playing right now, boys? Zach, what are you in the middle of? Mm, just a little franchise called Monster Hunter. Oh, I haven't heard of it. You have, you definitely haven't begged me to play it with you all these fucking years. Tell me more. <laughs> just want friends, JP. I, look, that's what we all want. That's what he talked about last week. You just want some friends, I man. Just Come want on, some friends. Like I keep playing with, and uh, I love them. The Japanese people—they're really good at Monster Hunter, but I have no idea what they're saying. They could be trash talking <laughs> me. Like they're probably like, stupid American. And you're like, this is the best conversation I've had in three weeks. <laughs> Zach just wants to be included, <laughs> right? And I mean, I appreciate that they even try That's talking. Like to me, you're my but... you're my best friend, Kajiro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, that's, that's a good. That's a good series, by the way. Um, yeah, I know. You've told. You've let us know. So, okay. how far are you in it? Um, I'm pretty far. Pretty far. What does that mean? <laughs> well, I'm going for a completionist run, and um, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there's a lot of. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Yeah. I, I just uh, so the the new Sunbreak expansion dropped. Can we just talk about this year, by the way? Like, I love this year. <laughs> this year has been kind of made for you. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so anyway, with this Monster Hunter expansion, you know, they added a new master rank and all this stuff, and so it's just been been awesome. I've been getting my ass creamed by a bunch of monsters nonstop. It's been great. Please don't say I got my ass creamed by monsters. <laughs> by monsters. That's not better. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> and and so, on that note, yeah. I just finished. Zar, what about you? Hey, yo. Uh, I've been playing a couple different games, still on the Game Pass. Um, I've been playing Ring of Pain. It's like a Binding of Isaac dungeon crawler roguelike. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just started Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Oh, what I, do you think? Oh, I got to back up a little bit here because I got some big news. So, Zar finally got an Xbox Series X the other day. Oh, Xbox guy right. got an Xbox. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I got the new Series X. So, I got the disc tray and mm-hmm. everything, and I love it. The graphics are seamless. The shading <laughs> is just intense. I like how you say I got the disc tray. I'm like, but it does so much more. But it but does so much more. But I can play games. Copy. It does play the games. Oh my gosh! Yes. 
Yeah, wow. no, because I have the Series S. I keep looking at Xbox, and I'm like, wait, I can't. I can't buy these. I get when I go to Best Buy, I look at all these games. I'm like, I can't buy any of these. Can't buy be on sale for like five dollars. Yeah. The digital store they're like sixty. I'm like, Fuck. Zach, you haven't even <laughs> used your series, and it's S. all on Game Pass. <laughs> it is that's on all, Game yeah, Pass. For the most but part. no, Sorry, I got, this is your time. I got Tiny Tina's <laughs> Wonderlands when I got my new Xbox, and it was actually like forty bucks for the DLC copy, the wow. level up edition or something. That's the crazy thing about games nowadays. You wait a couple of months and the sales have already started. Oh, yeah. Tiny Tina's didn't come out that long ago. It was less than a year and, and it's, it's already like, down. Yeah, and it's not like it hasn't like, been like... March. Oh, yeah. It came out March? in March. Yeah. I mean, still, even then, like, it's been really positively reviewed. Knocking 20 bucks off the, like, extended edition? Yeah. That's that's pretty pretty good. good. So, yeah. That's why I get physical copies. So, that's what I've been playing. Series X, Tiny Tina. So... I just finished up my grad program. I just found a new job, so I've been fucking busy and dedicating me. Tell us the important things, like the video games you're playing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, your job's not important. Yeah, what you do that. on a day-to-day basis so, doesn't matter. Congrats, by the way. Uh, yeah, <laughs> congrats. 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 Thanks, thanks, boys. All right, so let me see if y'all remember this one. Do you remember, uh, I think it might have been one of Nintendo's directs where they talked about uh, a roguelike game called Skull? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember yeah. that? Where you, like, changed your head out and that yes. changed your power-ups? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's available through Game Pass, so um, I've been giving that a little bit of a shot, and it's a really interesting little roguelike. I've been having a blast playing it. Huh. The th- like, roguelikes still just have not stuck with me because I hate the fucking feeling of losing progress. <laughs> it's, and that's what a roguelike is. It's losing progress and starting over. You played Hades, too, didn't you? That's the exception. Well, that's I'm, the exception is Hades. And I'm I playing Ring Hades. of Pain. That's a roguelike, too, like Binding of Isaac. Yeah. No, I, I actually like those. <laughs> but the other, the big one, though, is, like, besides Hades, the other, like, one I really liked was Dead Cells. Mm, yeah. But even then, I found it so frustrating. You know, you just, you put in an hour in this playthrough, and you die, and you're back at the start, and it's just, then you're dead. I don't know how some people do it. Then you're dead, and you got cells. Dead cells. <laughs> Dead cells. You don't win. You just do a little better each time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's the that's the motto for those. And I think uh, spoilers for a game that's been out for a couple of years now. But the biggest fuck you in Hades is even when you do beat Hades, it, you still can't leave the land of the dead because of like a curse or something. So it's just like, hey, I know you won, but fuck you. Get back there. An eternal roguelike. Yeah, and then it's just like, God damn it. Hades. 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 Hey. Hey. <laughs> All right, so now that we've talked a little bit about uh, what we've been playing, gotten the juices flowing, who wants to read itinerary for the day? Zach, hey. Zach you've got a big day ahead of you. Do we even you? need to read the itinerary, or can we just let Zach start talking? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about Xenoblade, Nintendo's mm-hmm. little third-party partner direct that wasn't trash this time. <laughs> and then maybe like a little quick tidbits from the Resident, or, or sorry, I shouldn't say the Resident Evil showcase, the Capcom showcase. Okay, we know what that <laughs> showcase was all about, though. We do, though. We do. <laughs> we do, but we do. Marvel versus Capcom Fighters Ultimate 9? You wish. Nine? <laughs> I don't know how many there are. There's been a few. There's like six. Okay, 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 okay. Stop stalling. <sighs> Fine. My time is rumbling. I got butterflies I... <laughs> in my stomach. I'm so excited. The All time right. has come for Zach. Zach, as of now, we are 19 days away from the drop of Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Yahoo. 
What new information do we have that came out of the direct? What are you excited for? Start talking. What are you thinking? Yes. Yeah. All right. Next article. All right. <laughs> so first and foremost, before we start, honestly, I have tried telling you guys on Xenoblade. Where are you guys at on the series? I've <laughs> not even purchased one. I, Did I give you a copy? No. You gave me a copy. Can I give Peaches a copy? D- is that what you did? You gave me and Peaches a Did yeah. you mail Peaches a copy? I think you did. Of Xenoblade? I feel like he was here when that happened. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. Okay, so I've not played Xenoblade 2. I do own it. Uh, yes. Xenoblade 1, I'm about 30-ish hours in. Okay. All right. All right. What a co- That's how I know what a couple of jokers. <laughs> it's Ryan It's time. Ryan time. <laughs> the new it's Morbin time. Well, technically, it, it preceded Morbin time, but anyway. Okay, so, I, I know. I, okay, I, fair I, enough, fair enough. All right, so what new info did we get? What's on your mind? Before we get into this, guys, before, I mean, like, we're technically already in it, but, like, <laughs> someone described this as, and I thought it was kind of funny, just knowing how it all started, originated. They called it the Nintendo's Final Fantasy, which, of course, is ironic because <laughs> Final Fantasy <laughs> started on the Nintendo yes. and then went to the PlayStation and because of, you know, cartridges and whatnot. Yeah. And we're back to cartridges, but that's a whole different And tangent. we're back to and cartridges. Back. It all comes full circle. And I was like, that is actually pretty accurate, guys. This is Nintendo's first party uh, Final Fantasy machine, but they're, in my opinion, they're better than Final Fantasy because of the intricacies that have come with the failures that this series, Molosoth, has been through. Right. Um... So I, I go to like I go to sleep watching YouTube videos, um, and so I, I know That's a lot about. That's probably why Monolos it's all in your head. You're just going. It's just all being in there subconsciously, just being beamed into your head. Ironically enough, Monolith started under Final Fantasy. Oh, uh, okay. I'm gonna totally butcher his name, and I got like them all in my head. But I think it's like something Takahashi. He's an amazing person because of like how we like approach this. So he made the game Xenogears for the PlayStation, and this was like this guy. You know, like Final Fantasy, like you feel like they kind of just make it up as they go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When they made Xenogears, he had six games planned. Oh, shit. Really? Wow. This guy is an architect. Like, he has this whole thing thought out. He was like, this is what we're going to do. Um, but Square was like, nah, you have to finish this in two years. Um, Damn. <laughs> and so he's like, first time... So he was the leader in the game. He was the first time leading a game. He tried to get all of these ideas into a game in two years, which was just unprecedented, even back then. Yeah. Um, and so it, the first part, I think it was a two series, a two CD game. If you guys remember that on the PlayStation, you could like. Oh, do you it. remember that when you had to put in another disc to oh, play yeah. the game? There was some Resident Evils. Mass Effect was that way. Oh man, multiple disc games yeah. made you feel pretty special for beating them. <laughs> Yeah. Until you look back oh, and realize how much of a pain in the ass that is. <laughs> a grind. But anyway, the the first disc is like really good. It was a great time, great combat. But the second disc was almost all cinematics, and you could tell it was just like, I have this world in my mind, and I need time to develop it. Mm-hmm. So long story short, they after some more uh, you know fights and whatever, they break off and they go and. Um, we're gonna skip the whole Bandai Namco. They worked for Bandai Namco, and they made a, ser- a series called. Um, Xeno Saga, mm-hmm. and then in 2008 they were purchased by Nintendo. Yeah, um, and Monolith Soft has created many worlds for Nintendo and kind of opened up a lot of goodwill. They've worked on Animal Crossing, Splatoon, Breath of the Wild. They were wow. part of 
the development of the world for Breath of the Wild. Huh. Um, and there's like so many games. Like if you name a first party Nintendo game and it's like big, it was probably them. Yeah. Um, and so he's gotten Takahashi and his team um, have gotten time to develop that original. I, I mean, I'm sure he's like made like changes to it, but he's had this grand vision. Mm. And after playing Xenoblade One, Xenoblade Two, and Xenoblade Two's like uh, prequel, uh, Torn of the Golden Country, I can see this all like starting to come together. Yeah. And so I'm saying all this to say like Xenoblade Three is going to be its own Final Fantasy like game. It's going to have its own story, but by the end of it, you're going to see how it all connects. And so okay. if you've played the two games before, you're going to get more out of it. If you haven't played the two games before, you're still going to get one of the best art. I'm going to call it now because they don't release shitty products. Like, I'm, I mean, we'll wait to the reviews before you buy it. They don't miss. But they haven't missed yet. Mm-hmm. Um, knock on wood. I'm not going to knock on the table because it's our. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I'll um, add it. Post. This is the first game they've released early. They literally flexed on the entire video game industry. Um, when Splatoon 3 got delayed, which is what a lot of people are speculating, they swapped it with Xenoblade 3. So Xenoblade was supposed to release in September. Now they're releasing it in um, July, which, thank God, because now I can... So it's because focus. of you I can't play Splatoon 3, my favorite <laughs> game franchise of all time. Uh, no, and also, you should play Splatoon, you schmuck. I, uh, I own it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. the story of my life. I own it. In that vein, I do have a question. So if they're going to be releasing Xenoblade 3 uh, relatively soon, do you think it will be a finished product? Like, are you? Do you think there are going to be any problems with releasing it early? Or do you think that they have had this product done for quite a while and it's just kind of, well, Splatoon's not ready, so here you go. It's a big game, so I won't be surprised if there's a few bugs mm. um, and things of that nature, but nothing like a Bethesda game. Nothing like nothing a Bethesda like a Bethesda game. And, um, and kind of what Zach was just talking about, like I think the great thing about the fact that these games have been storyboarded ahead of time, that's where a lot of the production comes in early production. It's just like... Oh, man, we bit off a lot more than we could chew with the story. Where the fuck do we do now? <laughs> Xenoblade doesn't have that problem because they've been working on it for so long. They know exactly where it's going, you know? So it's just really time to make the game look good and just execute. And really. in that vein, I had another question. So you said that they, the Takahashi guy had, like, six games planned out. And we're at, we've had Xenogears and, like, three Xenoblades. And is three Xenosaga games. And three Xenosaga games. So where are we on that timeline? Are we still following his initial vision? I think. And so the timeline, like, that was, like, his ideas in the 90s. Um, and that's why I'm, like, letting you know, like, this isn't, like, Final Fantasy. Like, this has been storyboarded and thought out. However, like, I think he's rethought it through. Like, he failed with Xenogears. He said that himself. He's like, I did not do a good enough job. And so he went back to the cutting board and... He's just done so many like cool things since, and so like I don't think we have a six-game structure anymore. Um, in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if this third one kind of wraps up the Xenoblade quotes series. Mm. Um, but if it doesn't, I'm excited because it's like, like seriously, like just love it. Like this is like those stories that you just want to just like it's like a book you just want to keep going back to every now and then. It's just so good. You get transported into this world. So that's actually something really interesting. Is you're looking at the writing on the walls, and you think that this will be the last Xenoblade. No and yes. I mean, like, I don't know. I kind of do, just because trilogies make so much sense. But I, I mean, I'm totally fine if it keeps going. I mean, let's that's look just at- totally a hunch. That's, there's no well, science behind this. We'll break it down into this. Do you think that if we get another Xenoblade after this, is it going to be a main title or a spinoff? 
or so, even a prequel, or even a prequel, or even a, yeah. They already have kind of a spin-off series. It's the X that was on the Wii Xenoblade Chronicles X. I can't remember. Yeah, it's definitely Chronicles X. I've seen that, and that is more of an open world with side missions to kind of get your story. But like the the world is the main thing. You just kind of want to go exploring, and it's all. There's a lot of ideas to Breath of the Wild, mm. and it came out like two years before Breath of the Wild. And I, I'm telling you guys, if you liked Breath of the Wild, there's no reason you wouldn't like this freaking series. Um, and that so was that was a side made series, at me, wasn't it? The, yeah, <laughs> directly was, trying to shoot you. In yeah, the face right uh, now. I own the I games. <laughs> I don't know. Listeners could infer from that. <laughs> right, 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 right. And so, like, and that one's all about like mechs and sci-fi and alien worlds, whereas these are still. They still have those tidbits, but it's more focused on the story. So, for the next section, I want to ask directly about the Xenoblade Direct. So, first of all, what did we get out of this Direct that we specifically did not know about the game before? If anything, or was it just kind of more like showing off how great this game is going to look? Yes. So, Xenoblade (laughs) Chronicles 3 is a game that's coming out on July 29th, 2022. Yeah. And we got to learn more about the story and the world. And so this takes place on Ionius. And it's this, it's kind of ironic because if you played uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, I guess it's not ironic, it's because it's planned. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and Xenoblade, um, yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 1, there was the Mechanus and there was the Bionis. And now we have Xenoblade Chronicles 3, the Ionis, I- Ionis. I feel like I'm going to say it wrong now. I, like, it sounds so easy, and then yeah. you like, say it out loud, and you're like, wait a second. These words are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and so right there is a connection with the first Xenoblade. Uh, yeah. There's colonies again, like in the first Xenoblade. Uh, but where it like, kind of differentiates is each character in the series, um, there's two warring factions, mm-hmm. warring countries, whatever you want to call them. There's uh, Kevis and, oh my gosh, Agnes. Keys and Agnes. Okay. Hey, yo. Okay. And so you're going to join six members, three from Keys and three from Agnes. And mm-hmm. how this world works is all of these people are fighting each other constantly. Yep. Everyone lives for 10 years, called a term, and then they will either die in fighting or they go on to be like promoted to the higher life by their queen. This sounds like Warhammer lore. <laughs> <laughs> you only get to live for 10 years and then you die or you get the promoted. The commissar will make sure of that. <laughs> and so when you think, okay, you're born, do you just come out and you fight? And so like they kind of show in the trailer, there's like everybody, like there's every like in quotes body, they're like in pods and you yes. can see like, so like there's clones probably in this game or there's something going on there. Or they're, like, they're growing people. I don't know. You can infer with that. Like, you, th- that's not been set so far. Like, that's just something you see in the trailer and they're left to open up to. And so that kind of, like, cleared that up. Like, there aren't babies. They're not babies coming out. And they go, pa 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 pa. That'd be cool, though. <laughs> I mean, like. What a couple of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and so we learn more about the characters. There's Noah and Mio. Noah's the main character. Oh, the main character. He's got the Monado looking sword. Mm hmm. Um, and then there's Mio, who's the main character. The other one, I think she's Agnes, and Noah was Keeves, if I remember so. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically like Xenoblade Chronicles 1 versus Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And so um, Keeves wow, is... Wow, interesting. Xenoblade, okay. Keeves is like Xenoblade Chronicles 1. They have like Mechon, and they have like a focus on like technology to fight. Right. And then there's Agnes, who is like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and they use Aether, like 
energy, like beams, magic to fight. Okay. Um, right. And when you fight and die, you're absorbed in this thing called like a flame clock. And then that is kind of like a nuke. And then it'll blow up and your side like went. I, I don't know. Like they just say like you're, they die to power this up. Sounds like a spirit bomb. It, it's, a, it's, a more, spirit it's a very bomb. morbid spirit bomb. A morbid <laughs> spirit bomb. Um, and then let's see. What else is there? Um, and so it's just a giant world. It's beautiful. It's got all these like serene settings. And it's going to be one of the most beautiful games on the Switch. Mm. Like you're going to explore all these different locales. And yeah, it's going to be cool. You're going to want that OLED. Oh, yeah. The OLED is going to. That OLED screen will make Xenoblade look mighty pretty. Oh, yeah. Mm. All right. So I've got two more questions I wanted to use to kind of wrap this up. Uh, number one. Wrap it up. We just started. <laughs> What else did you want to talk about before we get into it? Honey, so much. So keep going. So Give me your questions. Much. All right, so number one, and it actually goes off to some, of something that Zara just said. Let's talk about that July 29th release date. Now, I think that took literally everybody by shock when we found out that this game was going to be re- released so goddamn soon, right? Um, do you have any reservations about that or does everything that we've kind of talked about today make you feel better about that release date that's a lot sooner than we thought i think this is just like i think molasol's pretty like on top of it i think they're they're working on a new ip right now and i think they they're really good at sectioning their teams off like they've got like two different branches now they've been expanding and growing i think they're just really good at their jobs man like i think they just know what they're Mm -hmm. doing like i said like it's not like at least, like, I don't want to crap on Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy is an amazing series. It's what you want an RPG to be like, because that's what it's known for. Dude, it's there's, pl- there's plenty of criticisms you can make about Final Fantasy, though. It's Square Enix. Come yeah, on now. <laughs> anything that Square Enix does, really. And I say that as a guy that loves Square Enix games, but right. come the fuck on. And so, I mean, we're going to have to play it to answer that question, to be totally, like, honest and frank with you. Yes. Um, but in watching the Direct, this kind of answers your question from earlier... We saw things that were in previous Xenoblade games that they've iterated on. They've acknowledged there were issues, and they fixed it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the gym crafting system was super convoluted and complicated when all it's supposed to do is buff your gear. They've okay. streamlined that now to where it seems a whole lot... Like, just looking at the... like, If I would have saw gym crafting in Xenoblade Chronicles 1, like, as a direct, I would have been so confused. But when I looked at this gym crafting, it was like, you make this, you do more damage. I'm like... Fuck yeah, they get it. <laughs> yeah, that checks fuck out. Yeah. That checks out. <laughs> and Xenoblade Chronicles 2, everyone was like able to eat food. And they would have effects like plus 6% party gauge, plus 5% uh, max HP health barrier, plus 5% more. Okay, um, so real buffs that come with these things that you do. Right. And like, it's cool. And like, there's so much choice. And like, it's just when you're just getting into the series, it's overwhelming. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Whereas here, they're like, okay. When you eat food, 10% more gold, 20% more experience, 5% more damage done. Like, they're doing more obvious stuff like that. To where your choices still matter, but it's not as overwhelming. Um, And I wouldn't be surprised if it gets deeper later, but that's how they're starting off. I I actually appreciate just, like, I think it's really cool that Xenoblade did their best to make buffs that are, like, kind of out of the norm of other, like, you know, whoa, plus experience or, you know, plus more gold or treasure, whatever it fucking is, right? But at the same time, like, I do like that players have more choice in how they want to, like, like, maybe their immediate concern really is on experience, right? So, like, as much as it's cool that Xenoblade wants to, like, offer you buffs that are outside of the normal realm of 
JRPG buffs, right? I think uh, offering just those generic buffs have its place, right? Absolutely. And uh, there's never anything wrong with allowing players to have more freedom in choosing how they want to play the game. And if you want to skip the buffs, you can. You're just making the game harder for yourself, which is fine. Some people enjoy that. Which is, uh, funnily enough, I remember when I was playing Breath of the Wild, which you did compare this game to, I hardly used any of the fucking food buffs. Oh, I was all over the food. Were I, you? If I wasn't exploring, I was spending the rest of my time cooking perfect meals to get ready to explore again. Mm-hmm. I relied heavily on the food in Breath of the Wild. And mm-hmm. to piggyback off of you, exploration is huge in this game. Like, all the Xenoblade systems, they're really good at all being connected. Yeah. And... When you do everything in the game, if you're a completionist, you're gonna be powerful and like you can turn it down to like it's like you know when you do side quests, like you get really overpowered and then everything becomes a joke. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay, so they yep. make it so you can level down. So that way you're never like totally bored in the story. Unless you wanna be OP. You can choose to be OP. Um, and so that's kinda neat. Um, but you can go and explore the world and you get experience for that, you get buffs for that, you get special gear for that, um, and then it helps you fast travel and get places farther. And plus, you get, like, some of the most gorgeous shit ever, and you get to fight, like, stuff that you wouldn't think of, uh, like a huge, like, random boss or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just really, uh, really cool how that uh, all goes together. So, another question that I have for you, Zach, um, you have so much passion for Xenoblade as a series, as a game, you see the work, you've even compared it to games that are just, you know us in the western side of gaming fucking love like The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and yet for the American market this game is just not nearly as popular as it is in Japan despite all of these different aspects why do you think that is? Funnily enough um, TW Chronicles is actually pretty well popular between all of them I think there's just a stigma still in the west with JRPGs Mm-hmm. And thankfully, like Persona and Final Fantasy, you're kind of crushing that because the Persona has become more mainstream. And I think to a lesser extent, Xenoblade has become like more mainstream. Like I went to a Smash tournament yesterday and there's a few people who like were talking about Xenoblade. Um, and any, any Shulk players? Uh, you know, I didn't see any Shulk players this time. I saw some Mithra and Pyra players, but she's also kind of OP. So she really <laughs> fucking is, which okay. we'll talk about right. how OP she is, actually. But <laughs> <sighs> yeah, she's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, she, she really fucking is, which it's just like, you know, you're so lucky that I got Sora at the end of the whole Smash saga, or else I'd be complaining about that all the fucking time. I got Banjo-Kazooie. You did got, yeah, you were, <laughs> hell, you were you happy, got, I mean, technically you got Shulk, but when it comes to Smash character representation, you got the luckiest, because you got Banjo, wasn't Banjo like number three? Yeah, Banjo was in the first the fighter pack. Yeah. And it was like number three on the DLC chart. And he's so cool and unique, like. Yeah, love that I never, wing. Yeah, although I, I never thought for a second I wasn't going to get Sora. I knew it. I knew it in my jellies. You just felt it in your heart. Yeah. I don't know. You were pretty depressed that last week. You're like, what if it's not? What if it's not? I swear to God, do you remember in the Smash trailer where Mario grabs the flame? I swear to God for a second I thought it was a Dark Souls character. <laughs> I would have been so fucking mad, but nope. I can't I, even imagine. Dark Souls. A Dark Souls yep. character in Smash. <laughs> Smash bro. Yeah, but we could say the same thing about, like, Snake. Or... Well, see, the like, Dark Souls cloud. character would only join your Smash game halfway through it and invade just to fuck with you. Like, wouldn't actually <laughs> do anything with you. Good assist trophy. <laughs> 
All okay. right, Zach. So we're reaching about the 30-minute mark talking about Xenoblade. Um, is there anything you want to add before you get to keep talking about Nintendo? Uh, this is their third game. They've really refined a lot of it. Um, you can tell there's things from Xenoblade 1, Xenoblade X, Xenoblade 2 that they've taken and put in there. The, we didn't even talk about the Ouroboros form, which is kind of the whole reason they're all fighting. Um, basically, those six main characters... Um, can like fuse together and become these like super robots and in Xenoblade Chronicles X you got to be like a giant scale it's a Gundam um, and yeah, like cool. and one of the things is like you would get out of your Gundam towards the end of the game because they didn't scale they didn't scale as well they didn't get as strong and in this game they made it so okay hey these Ouroboros forms or Boris forms have like talent trees and stuff so they get stronger right. too and so there's just a lot of like um things they've done to make this the most thought out and best game it can be. I guarantee it's going to be a top five Switch game. Guarantee it. I hope so, man. They're putting the TLC in, um, you know. And it's $60, but guys, if you just paid 60 bucks for the soundtrack, you'd be hyped. All right? This is <laughs> well, like... Motherfuckers are out here paying $60 for Mario Strikers with admittedly very little content. I mean... Hey, the game is fire, too, but... It's got very little content. But right yeah, now. That, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. What they did, they did well. It was but, a lot. <laughs> it just wasn't a lot. Yeah, they're gonna have to add some free patches, but knowing Nintendo, they won't. But that's not the point here. No, they will. They will. They did to they Mario will. Golf. Actually, they did. The okay, Mario yeah, that's Mario true. Tennis that's aces, true. Mario Tennis and Switch Sports. Oh, are those free? The free, the, the free, free updates. Free the free updates. updates are free. The games are sixty. Yeah, the games are sixty, but the updates are all free. You nice. remember you remember how Mr. Krabs acted when someone said the word free in his restaurant? <laughs> That's the, the Nintendo's got an alarm that goes off in this free in the water. Free. Never heard of free water. <laughs> so it sounds like you guys want me to like kind of hustle through this. So uh, I, I was giving you as much time as you wanted. This is your day. Yeah, I mean to be fair. It, it, um, and so we talked about music being fire. We talked about. Story. We talked about how it's going to look gorgeous. How many? Uh, we talked about the iteration. How many reoccurring characters are we going to see, and how many new characters do you think we're going to see in the new Xenoblade? They're all new characters. Um, I don't Complete know. Complete new cast. They've hinted at, and they've kind of spoiled it. I won't say it here because some people they'll even know what I'm talking about. But uh, there's two characters that may be returning from one from Xenoblade One and one from Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Um, but that's it. Interesting. So that really is Final Fantasy-esque, right? Just like, you know, basically a brand new game, but adding to the overall lore, I guess you could say. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, that sounds like Final Fantasy. That's a good apt comparison. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Te- technically, the Persona series is the same way. Yeah. And so please, 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 if you even slightly like RPGs, get this game, play it, sits down, take some time. Um, they've... Based on the reviews that I've watched, I try not to watch reviews because I'm just trying to go in this game as blind as possible because that's just how excited I am for it. Um, yeah. But they said they've done a really good job with the pacing, which is one of its biggest complaints. Um, like with Xenoblade 2, it takes until Chapter 4 for it to really pick up. For Xenoblade 1, it takes until yeah. you know, Chapter 4 again. 2, I think Chapter 4 is just a good chapter. It's just a good <laughs> chapter. Which in a JRPG, that's like 10 hours of your life. So I get it. But like apparently this first chapter starts, it builds the world, and you just go. Mm. Um, so that's exciting. Um, they did talk about DLC and Amiibo. Um, some people kind of get a red flag when they see DLC. And totally understand the game's not out yet, but there's $30 DLC. 
Um, and you're probably thinking $30. Um, just so you know, when I bought the $30 DLC for Xenoblade Chronicles 2... Probably pretty expansive. I got Torn of the Golden Country, which was almost an entirely new game. Um, and it was like a 12-hour, 20-hour adventure if you want to complete it. So, like, I mean, like, when you're paying 30 bucks, you're going to get your contents. Um, and plus, on the cover art, they have the Monado. They have uh, the Rex and Pyra sword. Yeah. The Aegis, and nice. then they have Noah's sword in the middle. So, like, um, it's going to be sick. I think the times people really get nervous about hearing DLC or anything like that it usually comes from Nintendo, right? Because it's like... It, it, the... $60 price tag they put on new games all, already usually has questionable value, right? So $30 for a DLC on top of a game, like, Xenoblade I don't think is going to be the same, but what I am saying is that, like, you know, I understand people's reluctancy a little bit with anything like this that comes from Nintendo, um, but it is so unbelievably clear from everything you've said today that they've put the TLC in with Xenoblade, right? In fact... I don't know, besides, like, their other big hitters, like, you know, Zelda or Mario, if they've put more TLC into a franchise than they have Xenoblade, right? Like, have they done this for Bayonetta? Like, Bayonetta 3 is coming out sometime. Sometime. What about Metroid 4? It's coming out sometime. Oh, it's coming. All right, George R.R. R. Tolkien. <laughs> George R.R. Hey, R. They got at least a few decades before they can be compared to him, okay? <laughs> oh, it's coming. <laughs> hey, and also, Final Fantasy 7? You, use right. Use right. Okay. All right. It happens. I'm a moderate. I'm a moderate Final Fantasy fan. Uh, like Breath of the Wild two. Oh, I'm waiting. I want it so <laughs> that was not as bad as I want it so fucking badly, guys. Well, I have no idea when that one's coming. Oh my god. March third, guys. It's gonna be perfect. All right, Zach. How do you feel? Um, well, also, there's Amiibo functionality. Oh, how could we talk? A, how so, could we miss the Amiibo? When you scan your Shulk Amiibo, you get a little replica Monado, and it looks all cool. Ayy. I think uh, some people complain that the Amiibos don't really have that much value that they add to the game. I think they do exactly what they're supposed to, right? Just a little extra something, a little extra fun, because mostly the Amiibo is just for the statue of... Yeah, say, it's favorite nice Nintendo little, characters. Little yeah, I, I get Amiibos as collectibles yeah. and, like, mini figurines. The fact that they can, you know, integrate into my games is just kind of a bonus. Yeah, really. It really is cool. Like, I, I think they do enough with those things. Um, and also, you get to be on a boat. I like boats. And, you know, Blade, so... I'm Ew. on a boat and All right, I'm Zach, going fast here, and here is my I'm not done with my song. Hey, look at dolphin! So, Zach, you asked us to make you two promises earlier that we were going to buy the game and that we were going to play this game. Well, Zach, I'm making the promise to you right now. <laughs> I will buy the game. That works. <laughs> I will buy. The I game. will buy the game. <laughs> Czar, I will watch JP buy the game. <laughs> Zara's going to lose some fingers. <laughs> no, no, no. I totally do have interest in this. I, I do have a vested interest. And when, when, if, maybe, Nintendo knocks it down in price, I'll, I'll pick uh, it up. Not Xenoblade, Xenoblade but Chronicles 2 Physical Edition is going for like 80 bucks right now. Oh, oh my actually, God. It, it went, went up. up. It went up. Wow. 
Well, fuck so, me for ever wanting a physical copy. Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition is like 40 bucks. If you find it, you take that shit, all right? You That's take that shit. That's a, you're literally stupid. Not that, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's gaining value. That's why I think physical gaming collections should never be as much about the games as like the accessories and the consoles themselves. That's just my... That's just... And plus, like every time you move, Czar... How much do you look forward to taking down every fucking game and putting it back up? I've seen your collection. Oh, God, it's I impressive. don't want to move. Yeah. I, it's bad. It's a, you have an impressive amount of physical copies of games. I'm willing to admit that. But moving. Yeah, it seems like every time I move, one or two games gets broken. Ah, <sighs> Yep. And it's just, it kills you a little bit every time. It does, time. it does. Watching the case break, you see the green plastic on oh. the ground, and you're like, I'm never going to be able to close this case again. <laughs> okay. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, all of us are buying it. Day one. That's my promise to you. <laughs> Day one. <laughs> Day one. Um, um, it comes out July 29th. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be game of the year. Probably not, but it's going to be a great game. Dude, actually, well, I don't know. There's word that God of War might be coming out at the end of this year. We'll see if that holds true, but they had a uh, Xenoblade honestly doesn't have a ton of competition. If that hold, does not hold up, like... I could see this being a contender for Game of the Year. I think Elden Ring's got it short up. But yeah. I forgot about Elden Ring. Tiny Tina's out there, too. I don't know if Tiny think, Tina will win, but... I think it'll be, like, in there, but I don't think it'll take it. Okay, and briefly on that note, I did play a little bit of Tiny Tina. It's it's a Borderlands game, and I'm kind of getting tired of Borderlands games, so I don't know how well okay, it's Zeno actually Blade gonna... has nothing to do with Borderlands. So <laughs> We're good. talking about yeah. me right We're now. We're talking about... Okay, we can go back on that. I'll save that tangent. All right, but, I mean, that that's it, guys. Thanks for let me talk for 30 minutes about Xenoblade. It's going to be a great time. And uh, if you're financially able, I recommend it. I recommend I it. promise to buy the game. <laughs> <laughs> and so, guys, now I'm going to give me the floor again. And we're going to talk about the Nintendo oh, so Mini Partner Direct. So generous out. of you, Zach. How cordial. So I will shut up for a second. What were your guys' thoughts about this Direct? Because when I heard Direct Mini, I kind of panicked a little. But what about you guys? I think... I've said this a million times, and I think what Nintendo does really well with these showcases is they found out through words and syntax how to cater or how to taper expectations, right? And what I mean by that is if you think about, like, the PlayStation State of Plays, they just call it a straight-up state of play no matter how long or how much content they actually plan on putting in the showcase or who that content's coming from. And because of that, fans don't know what the fuck to expect, and then they get really disappointed, or maybe they really undershot it, but I'm going to be honest, usually it's disappointment. <laughs> Nintendo is really good about being like, hey, this isn't a full direct, this is a mini showcase, right? And not only a mini showcase, a mini partner showcase. So not only is this a very small showcase, but also these are all third-party developers that games are coming to the Switch soon, right? Mm -hmm. That being said, I think they did a bunch of really cool stuff in this Direct, right? Because my expectations were kind of in the blah category. Well, like, they did a lot of cool stuff, I thought. And when you hear, like, these third-party Nintendo Directs, you think we're going to see things like Ollie Ollie World or, like, Realm of Lights, just mm. really small indie games that yeah. we've never heard, never even seen of. But this time around, we got notable titles. Like, the, the list of games yeah. on here, they may be third-party, but, like, these are first-party in our minds because mm. these, these video game characters are iconic. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and start reading our list then. All right, so Portal dropped. Is it me or did you guys already think Portal was on the Switch? Yeah. 
I well, they announced swore. it like the last direct. They didn't give like release date, and then they had this direct, and they're like, "It's here now." It, it it just seems weird that Portal wasn't on the Switch until now, right? Like I could have sworn. Yeah, yeah, dropping the companion a, collection for the Switch. It's that's, a perfect Switch game. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's nice that that's kind of where we're at. It's not like, hey, is it coming to Switch? It's like, shouldn't it already be on the Switch? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a little weird, and I hope it's not, like, full price, because Portal is so old at this point. Oh, it's $20. Oh, okay. But uh, for, yeah, that's... yeah, for, like, the pack and the companion, which, by the way, I love the name of that, but <laughs> my poor <laughs> companion cube. Yeah, but you're probably going to have to incinerate the physical copy at some point if you get it. <laughs> <laughs> niche joke, but I appreciate it. Niche joke. Niche joke but Portal I got fans get that. <laughs> you get it, right, Zach? You love puzzle games. Uh, the cake is a lie. The cake is a lie. That's... The cake is not a lie. I have gotten to the cake. I have seen the cake. There was a cake that was made. You just don't get to enjoy it. Are you the telling cake. me the cake is a lie is a lie? The cake is a lie is a lie. What the fuck? Yeah. I hate it. Here. Live Alive is coming out July 29. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Live a Live? Live Alive? They uh, Live Alive. Live, live alive. alive. That's, yes. That is one of, like, if it wasn't for Xenoblade, that would be up there for my, like, one of my most excited. I think it literally comes out a week before Xenoblade, it, July 22nd. Th- thank God Peaches isn't here because it looks just like Octopath. <laughs> yeah, it's, what is it, seven characters? Something yeah, like it's like, this is Octopath, baby. Seven different time periods, and then they even released a demo for it. Um, and it's not a full price game. It's like forty nine ninety nine, which is still kind of on the pricier side. But um, it looks really good. It's got like that it, Octopath Traveler art set. It's that HD remaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of a. I, I played the demo and it was weird. I didn't know if I was supposed to be fighting things because I played as like the ninja guy. And I was like, it's like you killed two people. And I was like, is that, is that bad? Is that a bad <laughs> thing? <laughs> in trouble? <laughs> and it never told me. I was like, I'm gonna keep going. And I was getting levels up, so I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to kill them. But then it was like, you've killed ten people. I was like, oh my you god. You gained ten love. Oh, shut up. <laughs> and so and that is an Undertale joke. That's an Undertale joke, which I appreciate because I love Undertale. <laughs> yes. I love Undertale yes. a lot. It's one of my favorites. So are you guys excited for Live Alive? Are you guys, what do you guys think? No. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm going to be real with you, Chief. <laughs> not that interesting. It's not fair, that I fair. don't think it looks good. It's just that, like, I didn't even finish Octopath because I got bored. It's like, the thing that draws me to games like this is the art style. And I think it looks amazing. Uh, just that when, it, when, like, I guess the allure of that wears off, all you're left with is an okay story. And I, look, I don't know for sure. Don't <laughs> swag your head at me. Look, I don't know if that's the case for Live Alive, but I have a problem where, like, my attention span with any sort of media that I engage with is very low, no matter how much I'm enjoying it, right? For example, like, the first Xenoblade. Like, it's not that I wasn't having fun playing it. I just got bored, which I guess does mean I wasn't having fun playing it anymore in hindsight, but... That checks out. What I'm trying to say is it's not that I didn't acknowledge that the story was cool or that the world looked good or that the characters were interesting. I was just ready for something else. Mm. And unfortunately with Live Alive, I think I'm. it's one of those games where I don't even want to invest the time because I could see that being a problem for me. That being said, there's nothing that came out of the showcase that people are more excited for. I, in my opinion, then uh, there's one thing I'm pretty excited for. I'm gonna shut up for a little bit. I know. I think I know what it is too. It's got my name next to it, so I think you know. <laughs> but no. hey, um, so live alive. Not excited for that. What's something that stuck out to you from the partnership? Oh, am I glad you asked? I know. You're this is a good question for JP. Oh, because finally the time has come. 
the very first video game I ever beat was Pac-Man World 2 on the PlayStation 2. It was an outstanding game that, honestly, I kind of hold in, like, rose-tinted glasses because I went back and played it. And (laughs) it's fun. It's still fun, but it's not amazing. But, you know, it does have that nostalgia for me. Well, Nintendo, who actually threw me a fucking bone for once. (laughs) They've listened. They came out with the Pac-Man Repack game, which is basically a remake of Pac-Man number one, or Pac-Man World 1 for the PlayStation 1. That's a, I know, that's a lot. And it's coming out for $30, and that's exactly what it is. It's a remake of the first Pac-Man World game. Now, I'm going to be real with you. I own the PlayStation 1 version of this game, and I think the game is okay. <laughs> right? So I'm really excited for the remake, but not specifically for the game, but because this now throws open the door for World 2 to be on the Switch at some point. And that's what I'm really excited for. World 2 was pretty good. Dude, it was amazing. And what's funny is Pac-Man World 1 and Pac-Man World 3 sucked fucking eggs. (laughs) They were not great. The first one, they were just testing the waters. But Pac-Man World 2, dude, they hit it. Well-polished gem, it really was. It slaps. It does slap. It's it's fucking amazing. I love that game. It's not super challenging, but 3D Pac-Man and the, the worlds were all so cool and unique and fun. The interaction with all the characters, you know, going from an arcade cabinet where the ghost chases you and Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man have never actually met in that arcade cabinet. It's really cool seeing all of these characters come together into an actual world. Ooh, and do you remember uh, in World 2, like, then you'd get the little arcade in the Pac Village where you could play old Namco games? Yeah, you just set up all the arcade cabinets in your village, play classic Pac-Man. That is one of the best rewards I've ever seen for collectibles because, you know, those tokens are hidden throughout every single world and every single level. And collecting more of them, you unlock more of those Namco games in the arcade. That's one of the best rewards for collectibles I've ever fucking seen in a video game. And that's how collectibles should be you should use those collectibles to earn more gameplay yeah like that's that is that is how you do collectibles i'm excited for that game too and it looks like it's only gonna be 30 bucks yeah so, so i think it's uh, yeah so again this is gonna be a remake of the first game but like first of all i will still buy it <laughs> uh because i am who i am uh but i the reason i'm more excited is because i think it's really gonna throw open the door for pac-man world 2 and hell maybe even pac-man world 3 actually came out for the ds so that might still be in its retro era phase where i don't and plus like uh you know the switch is having how the fuck are they gonna take a ds game and make a port of that they haven't really figured that out yet. I have lots of cool ideas, but Nintendo never comes to me for the fucking answers. Yeah, they should come to JP. Come on, Nintendo, where are you at? I actually have a genius idea for them that I, I'm i not going to get into here. But Oh, you're going to save it so no one else steals it. Precisely. Copyrighted. Copyrighted. Okay, a lot. Uh, the only other thing that, like, I was excited about this whole showcase, but the other thing I was really excited about that, honestly, a lot of other people was bagging on quite a bit was Sonic Frontiers. Mm, yeah. I've I've never been a huge Sonic guy, right? I, I know you have, Zach, but, like, I've never been a huge fan of Sonic. But I think, like, an open-world Sonic game is a really awesome idea. Um, from what little gameplay, despite the fact that, I'm not going to lie, it didn't look the best, I still think that there's a lot of potential to be had in this Sonic Frontiers game. So I'm excited to see what they do with it. I thought it was very interesting. How So Sonic Frontiers was, like, kind of hyped up. And they start showing it at the Game Fest, show, 
show, whatever. And it was some of the most boring. Like, he's just running around the world super slow. And I was like, don't get me wrong. Like, that's in most video games. Like, you're, you're going around the world. But, but, like, but you're not a supersonic hedgehog in those games. And I was like, why are they showing this in a trailer? Like, it was just like, they did such a bad job of marketing it. And where I'm like, if they would have just showed this trailer, I think a lot more excitement would be had for this game right now. Um, there's still no release date. It looks way better than I thought it was going to be. Um, I doubt it's running on the Switch like that. But yeah, let's see. What about you, Zar? What are some things that stuck out to you? Uh, we've honestly kind of hit on them. Um, the only other one I, I kind of liked was... I bet I know what it is. Mario and Rabbids. I knew it. Sparks I knew it. It you, just, you look I, like a guy who really liked the rabbit games. The rabbits are fun, and I like when they when they jump around with Mario and, and friends because then it's it's a lot of chaos. Is that a pun? Jump around. Jump around. Every character jumps. It's only a pun because that's all Mario can do. Yeah. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't his middle name like officially Jumpman? No, no, no. Jumpman it's is Mario's song. grandpappy. <laughs> Mario's grandpappy. Yeah, his grandpa's name was Jumpman. Is that the one who, uh, in the first Donkey Kong game? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Now it makes sense. I don't talk about him. He was yeah. very nice. That, because that was... Yeah. That, that uh, Kong in the original Donkey Kong is Cranky Kong later. You like, that's really? not Donkey Kong. That Canonical. It, yeah. Wow. In I, two, I never knew that. In two Kong lineages, Donkey Kong will be born. Inter- I did not know that. That's yep. so fucking cool. Yep. YouTube, man. YouTube. <laughs> All right, so anyway, I will admit that despite the fact I'm not super big on the Rabbids, Sparks of Hope does look like a lot of fun. They've hit a really interesting way to mix up the Mario franchise, which, honest to God, I think that's why I'm more excited because, you know, unless they do something extremely creative with Mario like they did with, uh, you know, Super Mario Galaxy or uh, what's the most recent one for this? Odyssey. 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 Thank you. I don't know why that was escaping me. But you got to remember that this is a third-party title. This isn't a direct first-party Mario title. You're right. But still, for me, it's just exciting seeing Mario and his crew do something different. It's true. And what I really they like about the... soccer a month ago, JP. What do you want? It's like, hey, I know we fucking hate each other. <laughs> Instead of fighting like Neanderthals, let's settle this on the court. <laughs> But, no, what I really like about the Rabbids series is, especially when it's mixed with Mario, is they kind of make fun of Mario. Like, it's kind of a a giant joke at Mario's expense because you got the Rabbids that are the exact opposite characters. Like, you have a Peach Rabbit, you have a Mario Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I I just like that. I like spoofs. You know what? That's an absolute fair point. They even have, like, their own, like, direct afterwards where they announce that it comes out October 20th. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sorry, it was like an Ubisoft Direct. Did you have anything else that kind of stuck out to you? Did you guys get to watch that? Yes, I watched it. And you know what? Come to think of it, there's one thing that um, I was excited for. A lot of other people were excited for. Persona coming to Switch. What? Mm. No. Talking about the Ubi Direct. We're getting to that Persona thing. <laughs> just for, Oh, just specifically from the Ubisoft side? Mario and Rabbids. They had, they had a direct a direct afterwards on it. Oh, I didn't watch that. Okay, that's what I was asking. Okay, sorry, I okay. got all confuzzled. That's okay. It was I did, they had a direct specifically dedicated to Sparks of Hope? Yeah. How was it? It was good. I thought it was really good. Yeah, there's... Zach is, is kind of fishing here because there was a very, very special guest at this Ubisoft Direct. Who was it? Grant Kirkhope. Oh, He's the composer duh. of Mario and Rabbids, the composer of Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, he worked on... 
ukulele, Conker's Bad Fur Day, uh, and now he's always he's been working on the Mario and Rabbids franchise. And so at the Ubisoft Direct, he composed alongside Gareth Cooker and Yoko Shimura. Mm. Do you know who Yoko's from, JP? Actually, no. Is he? She's the one that ended the Beatles, I think. <laughs> think Travis. Kingdom Hearts? Yes. Yes, that's right! Don't you remember the Music Mayhem episode and Travis was just really high high up on Yoko? Yoko Shamamora? I remember every being, everybody being upset at each other for eh. point distribution. I thought it was fun. But yeah, no, Yoko Shamamora is the composer for the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Duh. And a little series called Xenoblade. And Xenoblade. Who? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy it! I'm going to buy it! Okay, 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 okay. Oh, God. Okay, so Mario and Rabbids, I honestly think that looks really good. I think um, I'm going to wait for a sale on that one because Ubisoft games go down to like $10 like two months later. If, yep. you, if you actually do, because didn't they actually just give away the first Mario and Rabbids game for free on the Switch for Mario Week or whatever? I think it's $10, but yeah. I, even if it is, like $10 for a Nintendo game, no matter what, like... But yeah, those, yeah, those Mario and Rabbids games go on sale really quick. Um, and I think now Mario and Rabbids is just retail of $30 instead of that 60 Fair enough. Fair enough. So I'll go over some quick highlights, and then I'll let JP kind of end on it, just like Nintendo did. Uh, some cool standouts were, like, the Nier Automa uh, game of the Yorha edition. That, like, yeah, that game's been around, but I still don't understand what's going on in it. It's like Bayonetta with Persona. Cool. That's actually all right. That makes Not, sense to me. Kind of, um, but yeah, <laughs> if that comes out October sixth. It made the Kingdom Hearts Cloud release look stupid because if Near <laughs> Automa can run on the Switch natively, you fucking better believe Kingdom Hearts can. It yeah, should. That's fair. It should. Uh, so that game will be great. Again, probably gonna wait for a sale for that one, but it looks great. Um, what was? Uh, and then they had more Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak news, which that game's already out as the time we released that, but that was good. Um, another game that looked really cool for me was the uh, Dragon Quest Treasures game. Oh, um, yeah. It kind of had like a Minecraft art, I guess, no, it really just had like a manga art style. Um, and you're kind of going around the world exploring, and you get to like have monsters to battle, so a la Pokemon, kind of. Mm. Um, and so if they do it right, that could just be like a little fun knockoff title. If you like Pokemon, you want a little twist on it, that could be good. That is good. So, uh, JP, what did they what did they end the, end the direct on? All right, sorry I came a little early, guys. So here now hey, we're... it won't be the first time, baby. Hey. Oh, and it won't be the last. <laughs> anyway, all right, the Persona series is finally coming to Switch now. It it's hard to exactly coordinate how I feel about this because it it's one of those things where obviously I've already been involved with the Persona series. Like I love Persona Five. I love talking about it. Um, I'm not going to, but it was a 100 hour playthrough for me. So I'm not going to buy it on the switch again. <laughs> I'm not going to put the hours back in. Um, but that being said, like it, for me, I see it as just a whole group of people that have been waiting for a chance to play persona five now have a chance to do so because to me, persona is a game that belongs on the switch, right? Just, it's got the audience for the switch it's got, like, the fun art style that just yells, this belongs on the Switch. I can't believe it took them so long to get Persona 5 on the Switch. Not just 5, by the way. They also announced that, along with Persona 5 Royale, by the way, like, kind of their updated version, Persona 4 Golden, which is their updated version of Persona 4, is also going to be coming to the Switch at a later date. So... I think this is really going to open the door for probably access at some point to all of the different Persona games. 
And uh, I just, I think it's a fantastic opportunity for these Nintendo fans who have kind of been weirdly shut out of this series that naturally belongs on the Switch. They finally get a chance to play it, and that makes me really happy. Hey, that's me. That is you. You've owned everything, though, so you don't have an excuse why you haven't played Persona 5. What makes it special is that you're like, you know, this normal high school kid going through life by day. And by night, you're going into people's subconscious to fight. Inceptioning. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's hard to explain what's going on in fucking Persona 5, but it's cool. Um, but that being said, I think what makes it special is in between those moments of fighting, you do have the opportunity to just kind of utilize it as a life sim for a little while, where you get to pick one of, like, eight different MILFs to bang. <laughs> Or high school students. Ew. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're getting into weird territory there. I guess technically you're a high school student, but that's weird. But still, it is weird. Well, but you know what? It doesn't even matter, because if you choose anyone except the hot goth doctor, you're wrong anyway. <laughs> just saying. Well, as as Zach said on a previous episode, you know, you're just trying to find your right waifu or gaifu. I don't remember the gaifu part, but yeah, you know what? <laughs> that's, that's what Zach said. So... I mean, I know for the two of you, and probably, honestly, most people out there, you've had a chance to play Persona 5 already, right? But no. if you're... You no. Know, <laughs> but if you're one of the people that have been waiting for an opportunity to play this fantastic fucking game, this is it. This is it. I really hope it looks good on the Switch. I haven't seen too much about it just yet. Um, meaning I haven't heard anything about anyone having like a hard time playing this on the Switch, so I think it's been fine. Um, give it a go. Give it a go. I think it's, it's a fantastic game. Oh, yeah. It's not coming out till uh so Of course no one's had a hard time yet. I don't think they're... Even then, I don't think that they're going to. I think that this is a game that's going to look good on the Switch. Because it doesn't require a lot of graphics fidelity. But to be honest, to be honest with you, but... Oh, JP said fidelity. I said fidelity. Walls. Yeah. Right? Um, okay. And, and that so, is it. Yeah. Yeah, that is it for Nintendo Showcase. Only thing we have left to do is talk a little bit of Capcom, and they haven't really offered up a whole lot of anything outside of just a little bit more of what's going on with Resident Evil. So, Czar, this is your wheelhouse. What's going on? Yeah, so we have some Resident Evil news coming up for us, and it looks like these games will be upgraded and optimized for the next-gen systems on October 28th. Cool. Uh, we also have a DLC mission coming for Village called Shadow of Rose, uh, which apparently is about Ethan's daughter. <laughs> oh, cool. Who is, in quote, not normal. Yeah, you fucking think. Hey, Did listen, anyone... <laughs> I'm just saying as PC people, okay, that's what they said in the trailer. That's all I know. All right. I don't know her story. She's just not normal. Okay, well, I'll, I have... I'll tell you what her first fucking problem is. Her father is Ethan, <laughs> for starters. Well, I have played all of Resident Evil Village, and I will say that, yes, his daughter is not normal, and after the game is still not normal, and I won't spoil anything, but that should be a pretty good DLC mission to wrap some, some Look, that's loose all, ends up. that's all fucking great and all, but with this expansion, Lady Demetrescu better come to my house. <laughs> she did. <laughs> and crush me her. with her thighs. <laughs> I mean... That's all I want. <laughs> it's kind of a weird request, but you do you, boo-boo. You will die you by that thigh. Are you shaming me? Die by yeah. the thigh. <laughs> yeah, a little. <laughs> a little? It hurts you. Die by the thigh. <laughs> come on. 
Anywho, we got some Resident Evil 4 news, too, and there's going to be a reimagining of Resident Evil 4, preserving what keeps it special while updating it with modern flourishes. What exactly does that mean? Uh, better shading, probably. Yeah, that's usually, yeah, that's yeah. usually it. <laughs> and that is coming on March 24th of 2023 for PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we got some Street Fighter Six news, some Capcom fighting collection, another Capcom arcade. Uh, ooh, Exo Primal. I don't know just yet how I feel about Exo Primal. Every um, little trailer they've done for it so far makes it look like it's going to be a really cool game. Um, I like giant robo dinos. Yeah, I, th- I think they've got the potential to make it look good. I'm hoping we don't have another, like, arc situation on our hands. You know, where they hype it up, there's just not enough content, and literally zero, like, replay value. So everyone's yeah. like, fuck this. Hey, but Vin Diesel's in the second arc, so that might be good. <laughs> I have not cared about Vin Diesel <laughs> for so long. JP doesn't care about family. Oh. <laughs> Shut up! It's all about family, JP. Yeah, I fucking heard him. I watched the movie. For the family. <laughs> family. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? Uh, I think, honestly, I think I'm projecting a little on Exo Primal. I think it's going to be good. I think, I'm excited for that. I, I think Ubisoft's going to do a really good good job with that. And they do those really large open world RPG games pretty yeah. well. Uh, speaking of large open world RPG games. I think this last one is uh, Zach's talking point. Uh, guys, did you guys hear about this wonderful series called Monster Hunter? I swear to fucking God. <laughs> the game you were just playing before we started recording? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Made recording you sometimes. guys have to do stuff on July 4th. Alright? How dare you guys have lives? Alright? So, uh, they released a demo for Monster Hunter Sunbreak. Okay, uh, what do you think? They released a new trailer for Monster Hunter Sunbreak. Mm-hmm. And, um, game of the year. Game of the year. Game of the year. Game of the year, huh? Hey, if Monster Hunter World can be up for Game of the Year, Monster Hunter Sunbreak can too, okay? This game is fucking fire. There's like a billion monsters. Slight exaggeration. Um, and it's just so fun. They must have quite a lot going on with Monster Hunter because I feel like a new game or a new DLC or a new edition is perpetually in the works. Yeah. That's got to be wonderful for Monster Hunter fans. <laughs> just knowing, like, yeah. the next yeah. bit of content is just right around the corner. So they, they let you know there's free updates. There'll be an August update with some new yeah. monsters and a new arena. Fucking hey, wonderful, man. How about that? Absolutely. Um, um, if you haven't tried Monster Hunter, there's a demo. It's fun. Please play it. I need friends. I need Funnily, friends. Weirdly enough, as opposed to the other games, you are not the first person to try and beg me to play Monster Hunter. Who's the first? Uh, one of my old fraternity brothers named Garrett. So, Garrett, if you're out there listening, you remember Garrett? Yeah, I remember Garrett. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he was always like, come on, JP. That's how he talks. I didn't know he played Monster Hunter. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you play Monster Hunter? Not yet. <laughs> I'm going to buy it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whenever I get around to when you guys, like, text me, you want to play Monster Hunter? I'm going to wait till the day after you die and text uh, you. <laughs> Monster. It, monster. <laughs> Zach just like punches through his casket. <laughs> Ohio. Oh. <laughs> All right. That was a Capcom. I mean, there was Street Fighter, but Street, Street Fighter was the trailer, and yeah. it's, you're going to punch people. Yeah. Look, it looks good. I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with it. I love watching fighting game people fight over whether like Mortal Kombat or Tekken or Street Fighter is better. 
When honestly, I get characters confused and mixed up in all the franchises anyway. They're Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. Come on, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. Brawl. Even Smash Bro. No. Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. You get to play as Jenny from My Life as a Teenage Robot. You get to play as Nigel Thornberry, brother. What are you doing? Ah, Nigel's not that good. Fuck you. (laughs) I have to fight as, uh, what's his face soon? Jimmy Neutron's dad. You. (laughs) You Neutron. You Neutron. Jimbo. Jimbo. (laughs) Can I take you to the Shadow Realm, Jimbo? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think that about does it for this episode. Do we have any hot takes we want to go over? I don't think we have many, many quick takes. Nope, we don't have anything in the quick take list, so I think that wraps up this week's episode. Zach he, he how says it? he's going to buy you guys all Xenoblade. I he's, did. Every single listener. I'll have gotcha. to check my benefits package at my new job. It's <laughs> like, oh, there it is, Xenoblade, everybody. Everybody. Oh, well, <laughs> every, everybody. That's nice. very nice. nice. I'm glad they added that. Zach, do you feel, do you feel like satisfied? For now. For now. For today. That's today. good. Thank you, guys. No, I think sometimes we deserve to just spend a lot of time talking about a game because Xenoblade really is special, not just to you, but to a lot of other people. And I think it's special to Nintendo, too, because it's slowly becoming one of the most... That's hard to say. It's becoming one of the more popular franchises amongst Nintendo. Is that, like, a stretch? No, you don't think so? They sell, like... What was it? It's like... But close to 10 million altogether in the series. Like, they're doing all right. They're doing good. But how does it feel to know it doesn't outsell Splatoon? Splatoon's fire, too. Also, shooter and JRPG are a little different representation. But yeah, you do you, boo boo. That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. No, argue with me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. Well, I think that's it. Zar, you satisfied? I, I am satisfied. That's a good episode, boys. All right, we need to record a segment so that we have some shit for the backlog. But we will see you all next week. So thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. Bye. If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast. A Huda Media Production.